Good. Well, today I thought I'd say a few words about letting go. And I'm delighted, first of all, to see some smiles when I say that because it's not everybody thinks this is an, <laughs> a topic we're smiling about. But um, one can hardly go very far, of course, in the Buddhist teachings without encountering this idea of letting go or this notion that it's a good idea to let go or something. And it's, um, it's really, that's just a word in a sense. And there's so much around this, this process of letting go that uh, can be unfolded. So we always just get a short take on it, but I th thought I'd take a certain approach today. One, in particular, I wanted to point out that letting go is an internal movement. You know, it's something that is, happens inside of us, in our heart or our mind, and it actually doesn't have very much to do with the object of what we're letting go of. And it does, of course, in some sense, but let me, let me say what I mean by that. So the letting go and the changing of the object happen on completely different independent tracks, shall we say. So sometimes we let go inside and the object remains. It doesn't have anything to do with the object not being there. So we can let go of taking our role somewhere serious, really seriously. You know, we started out, you know, the beginner learning, etc. And at some point we realize, you know, it's okay. <laughs> I can do this or I cannot do it or I can you know, it's, there's, some, there's some sense of holding that particular role more lightly. Or there are times when we're grasping onto a relationship in a certain way, and we realize that we're doing that somehow. And there's an internal letting go of that graspy part, but the relationship remains. It's not like that had to, had to change. We can let go of objects and still keep using them. Um, that's totally possible. Of course, the trick here is to be sure that we have actually let go. Um, if the object doesn't go away, we might not be sure. But we can know by the sense of, kind of a sense of expansion or peace around that object or role or relationship, a sense of no contraction. Um, clinging or grasping is characterized by having a feeling of, of grasping to it. Often that's, that's the painful part. So it may be if we have actually let go of an object, even if it continues later, that object or relationship may fade away naturally or shift, we move on, but there's no stickiness around that. That's how we kind of know that we've let go. Um, sometimes we let go of the object and the object goes away at the same time. It can happen simultaneously. Uh, we we go to the Donna box when we're actually able to be physically at a center and we cleanly let go of the money that we drop into the Donna bowl. It's not a problem. We don't think about it afterwards. Um, but before that, we might've worried if it wasn't in our wallet or something. So there's a clean letting go at that moment. Um, you know, we may hold on to our cup of tea while we have it, but we don't lament when it's gone. It's okay. We just, we let go when the tea is gone. Or um, sometimes people let go very beautifully of their body at the moment of death. Maybe they were even struggling a little bit up to then, so we know that they were still holding on, 
but when the moment actually comes, um, they do let go. And so we can sometimes see and feel that. So they can be simultaneous. Or we've, we've gotten to the third possibility, which is that sometimes the object goes away and we haven't let go yet. And we know about those cases too. Uh, we have work to do still before we can let go of that, even though the object or the relationship or the role is already gone, has already changed. And there's a lot of dukkha, a lot of suffering in those cases. That's when we really feel the impact of clinging and why it is the related to suffering so strongly. So that's why we have the term loss, actually. We don't consider it a loss when we cut our toenails and the toenails are gone because we weren't that attached to them, probably. I don't know, maybe, maybe you've experienced that. But we, we have a feeling of loss when something is gone, but we haven't let go of it yet. That's why we have that term. Um, so where we have attachment, we'll have loss. And it can take a long time in some cases to get over a, a certain loss. That's normal. So we can't just flip a switch and stop our attachment or our clinging. That'd be nice, but we, you know, we can't. It doesn't work that way. And in fact, it would be uncompassionate to expect someone to be able to get over something instantly. You know, especially if it's our friend and we're not attached to what they are, but they are. Um, it would be very uncompassionate to expect them to get over it. And that applies, of course, to ourselves also. But nonetheless, because this is an inner movement, there is inner work uh, that we have to do. Somebody else can't help us get over our attachments, except in the form maybe of teaching us, teaching us the practices. Buddhist practices are designed to help us do this inner work and be able to come to the point of letting go, whether or not the object or role or relationship is still there or not. Um, so I think this is the best work that we can do. It frees up our mind from its own suffering, um, various distortions and unskillful behavior that tends to come about when we have attachment. So it also frees us up in a certain way to help others if we've been able to let go of something. So there are some components that are useful in this training. And there's lots and lots of ways to name them. And there's, of course, a huge number of them spread across the teachings. But I'll just name a few uh, kind of key um, supports for doing the work of, of letting go in our heart. Of course, the first is mindfulness. You know, we have to know, see, and understand what's going on internally in order to know where we're clinging and also to have a sense of how to let go and also to notice what it feels like when we have let go. Um, we don't always know. We don't notice. Letting go is kind of a subtle thing, actually, and sometimes we're pretty much just on to the next attachment. And so we don't notice that we've let go of something. So mindfulness is really good for helping us, first of all, know the experience of suffering, of grasping, uh, and also knowing the experience of freedom, of letting go. And when the heart has both of those experiences, and it probably needs about 10,000 times of each one to, to get it, um, it's able to choose. It would like to choose the letting go. And so we familiarize ourselves. This is suffering. This is letting go. This is attachment. This is not having attachment through just noticing our life, how things go in our life. And um, 
there's sort of a natural, almost biological force toward the letting go. It might take a while, but I have a lot of faith in that. And I love seeing that in people, so there is that movement if you can just see clearly enough with, with the mindfulness. So we cultivate that. And then also, um, I'm sorry to say, the next thing is that mindfulness alone is not really sufficient. So there are other things that have to be brought in. Uh, the habits of the human heart are very deep. And just looking and seeing and observing um, sometimes isn't enough for our deepest attachments. We can do a lot with that. But maybe the, maybe the reason that we have serious spiritual practices, retreats, monastic practice, you know, these ideas, even if we haven't all done all of those things, why are they there? Well, because some attachments are really hard and it takes some serious medicine to, to do them. So um, our tendency to suffer is pretty tenacious. Anybody not believe that? And so um, fortunately though, there are practices, particularly the practice of gathering the mind, focusing the mind so that it has a little bit more strength to it. Um, through the practices that are sometimes called concentration, but also they don't have to be thought of uh, in a sort of a contractive way. I have a quote here from Richard Shankman, who, by the way, taught at Insight Santa Cruz for a number of years. He was a good friend of Mary Grace, he used to come here. Um, so he has, he wrote this, he's a big teacher of Samadhi. The concepts of letting go and non-clinging are simple. Our conditioning and habits of mind are strong though, and it is so easy for us to get caught over and over again in our daily lives. Understanding conditioning is a necessary first step, but it is not enough. We must find a way to recondition our minds and ultimately free ourselves from conditioning altogether. It is through the power of a sustained concentrated attention that the fruits of meditation practice are realized. So samadhi plays an essential role in mental training, samadhi being a focused mind. So there is that, it's worth cultivating some gathering of attention, these qualities called concentration. Um, that's what's gonna make the letting go, go deeper. And then finally, uh, we need somehow the support of wisdom and wisdom means our heart. So wisdom means the beautiful qualities of generosity, loving kindness, compassion, you know, those heart qualities. I would, I would put those under wisdom. They're part of wise intention, actually. And those are necessary in order that the, the way that we let go is soft and caring and not pushy and uh, unfolds well. And in addition, of course, another component of wisdom is the way that we see things, the view that we have. So understanding that we're moving from grasping to the end of grasping and understanding that um, we do so in a gentle way and so forth. So there's all kinds of um, uh, kind of perspectives that we bring to our practice that are also very important. So these things together, these perspectives, the ability to see, and the ability to gather and concentrate our energy on this process, those come together so beautifully across the Buddhist teachings and to help us have those moments where we realize, yes, uh, the clinging here has ended, even if the object's still there or the object's not there, the internal movement has been made. And it's kind of like a virtuous circle 
know, the more attention we have, the more focus and clarity, the more care and heartfulness, each one of those supports the others to get stronger. So it can create kind of a cycle where we keep uh, spiraling deeper and deeper into our, into our heart, into our life. So we've all practiced enough to know that attachment is painful <laughs> and also to know that everything changes. We can't hold on to it. So what to do? Well, this is exactly the question that the Buddhist teachings address. It's finding the way to move from the grasping to the, to the letting go. It's about the mind, not about the objects or the relationships. Why not let go now? <laughs> so I have this, um, I want to finish with a somewhat long quote that I love from um, the Reverend Sapphire Rose. It's, it's a kind of a prose poem, simply called, She Let Go. She let go, without a thought or a word, she let go. She let go of the fear, she let go of the judgments, she let go of the confluence of opinions swarming around her head. She let go of the committee of indecision within her. She let go of all the right reasons wholly and completely, without hesitation or worry. She just let go. She didn't ask anyone for advice. She didn't read a book on how to let go. She didn't search the scriptures. She just let go. She let go of all the memories that held her back. She let go of all the anxiety that kept her from moving forward. She let go of all the planning and all the calculations about how to do it just right. She didn't promise to let go. She didn't journal about it. She didn't write the projected date in her daytimer. She made no public announcement and put no ad in the paper. She didn't check the weather report or read her daily horoscope. She just let go. She didn't analyze whether she should let go. She didn't call her friends to discuss the matter. She didn't do a five-step spiritual mind treatment. She didn't call the prayer line. She didn't utter one word. She just let go. No one was around when it happened. There was no applause or congratulations. No one thanked her or praised her. No one noticed a thing. Like a leaf falling from a tree, she just let go. There was no effort. There was no struggle. It wasn't good and it wasn't bad. It was what it was and it is just that. In the space of letting go, she let it all be. A small smile came over her face. A light breeze blew through her, and the sun and the moon shone forevermore. So, may your practice bring you beautiful moments of letting go. Why not? Take care.